Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. It's great to have you along for the ride today. Uh, and I just uh, I want to thank Al for having me uh, kind of on the end of his show. Uh, you know, uh, it has been such a wonderful uh, experience being here with WSDK. And like I said, you know, with, uh, you know, Al's mentorship, my being able to learn from watching him do his show uh, to Rick Page, who's the general manager here, to Dave Young, who's the operations uh, uh, operations VP and Dave Reno as the operations manager here at the studio and Eric who's the current producer for my show and uh, and Zach uh, who was uh, who was producing the show before that uh, the folks here at WSDK are really really wonderful and I know you folks at home um, you, you get a chance to see the output of the fine work that these folks do uh, in uh, in getting the programming out to you and stuff like that but if you could see things from my perspective you'd see uh, the wonderful heart uh, and the and the labor uh, that they put in to bring you the very, very best in programming. So continue to listen. Uh, this is going to be our uh, our final show for uh, for a period of time here, uh, but it's really been a blessing. And as I said to Al, uh, you know, I really feel like I like I have been uh, more blessed. I have gotten more out of this than I've given. Uh, and and that so much I think is our experience in life. We go out and we try to give to others, and we wind up being blessed more in return than we feel that we've given. Well, with that, we're going to jump into today's show. Um, uh, I wanted this show to be a special show because one of the things that we've talked about here uh, on the Gary Smith Show is the need to change ourselves and the need to let God change us. Um, because that's really what it's all about. When you look at personal and business development, it's all about looking at who you are and who you need to become and then identifying those gaps and, and addressing those challenges, addressing those vision blocks that are keeping you from uh, becoming the person that you want to be, the person that God wants you to be. And today I am really blessed to have a, a dear friend and a dear sister in Christ. Uh, Stephanie Callahan uh, is on the show with us today uh, via recording. We uh, we recorded actually day before yesterday um, and she is amazing when it comes to uh, helping people get through those transitions. And today we're going to be talking about uh, conquering your inner mind, uh, overcoming uh, those things that are inside you that, uh, that consciously and a lot of times um, subconsciously or unconsciously keep you from becoming the person you need to be. We've got a really, really packed show today, so I'm just going to drop it right there. And we're going to play our first segment with, uh, with Stephanie Callahan. 
Today's guest is a woman who has a path that is similar to many of us who are searching for a better way of living our lives. Um, you know, maybe you're a person who's in a job that you don't like, or maybe you just feel the ambition and drive to take control of your future and go it alone. But we all have to stop and think what it can be like when we have that sort of burning passion to help the world find a better way of living but we find that the pathway that we create for ourselves is destroying us little by little. You know, sometimes our dreams and ambitions are actually the very things that sort of hold us back and stop us in our tracks. Uh, our guest today has been in corporate America, and she was used to hustling, to working hard every day, and to coming back for, you know, more again and again. And I'm sure that there are many people in our listening audience that will relate to that. You know, but it was really kind of what she did. It was what she knew. Uh, but after taking the leap of faith and setting up her own coaching and consulting business, as well as serving uh, her community and helping clients and friends find the passions and their paths in life, she realized that she'd taken on too much. Um, her body started shutting down. She'd pushed herself to the limit of her personal endurance. Uh, and she hit a crossroads. And in her own words, uh, she says, I created a trap for myself where I took the toxic environment that I had in the corporate world and I created my own version. I was doing things that I was really excited about, but the problem was that I didn't put any of me into any of that time. And as a result of that, she, she stopped and sort of did an assessment of her life at that point, And she made some difficult decisions that went against who she was but she knew that these decisions would make her into who she wanted to be. Now with a flourishing business, a wonderful home life, and a smile that literally just beams on her face, uh, she's very, very glad that she did that. And today, working at the intersection of heart and head, Stephanie works with purpose-driven entrepreneurs to own their brilliance, to leverage their businesses, and get their messages out with power, ease, and joy so that they can make powerfully positive uh, differences in their worlds, so they can exponentially up-level their profits, shift their mindsets toward possibility, and take a no-excuses approach to boldly creating uh, a highly successful and meaningful business built around who they are. So with that, it's just a joy to have Stephanie Callahan uh, with me today. Uh, those of you who have been regular listeners to the show will recognize the name. She's been on with me several times, uh, but you know she's a wonderful lady. She is a sister in Christ and just uh, an amazingly successful businesswoman. So Stephanie, thank you uh, so much for being on the show today. I'm just excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for having me on. I always love coming on and talking with you. Yeah, we've had some really uh, you know interesting uh, on-air and off-air uh, yeah, right. uh, discussions, and uh, and I got to be honest with you, Steph. One of the things that that really uh, I really appreciate about you is that you're constantly pushing the boundaries, and you're so respectful in working with people. Because some of the discussions that we've had, uh, you know, we have gotten to a point where you said, you know, hey, can I make a comment here? Uh, I think you have a limiting belief in this area, and this is what's driving you in that direction. And I'm not so sure that's where you want to go. And so you're very uh, observant about what's going on in your environment, but you have such a great way of sharing things with people. And I think that's that's one of the things I appreciate about you most. Um, oh, thank and, you. Uh, and I'm just really looking forward to our time together. So with that, uh, let's just jump in. And, uh, you know, we've got so much to talk about, as we talked about before the show. Um, 
you know, we're in a situation where the topic that we have today, we could talk about for hours and probably still not uh, touch everything that we want. But sort of where I'd like to start off is that, you know, you told me the story of how you tripled your income, that you never work with a difficult client, and you actually work less. But you've never really shared that here on the show. You know, why don't you share that, uh, those steps and, and sort of, you know, how you've accomplished that? Oh, okay. I'd be happy to. Well, so you mentioned in, in your, your intro that I uh, shared my story of, of how I had to re, redo everything, right, at a certain point in my business. And one of the things that I did is I got really crystal clear on the brand that I wanted to share with the world. And now I'm sure you've heard of branding, but understand that my approach is likely going to be slightly different from other things that you've heard before. Because many people think of branding as the visuals, their logo, their images, their slogans, their ideas, and other information connected to your company or product. And all those elements are a part of branding, but it's also much more. Branding's also the experience you want your prospects, clients, customers, and partners to have from the time they first come in contact with you through the rest of their life. And so here's what I did to get my brand in line with my energy and uh, tripled my income and got amazing results with clients uh, and saved my health and actually do work less. And there's eight different steps that that, uh, I'll share here today. Uh, The first step is to commit fully and take 100% accountability for actions and results. All too often, you know, we, we blame others or circumstances for us not being where we want to be. And that's honestly, that's the easy way out. Reasons and excuses are the same thing. It's just all about priority setting. So I'm super clear on what my priorities are. God, family, my health, business, including my clients and my community. And when life happens, I use that priority order to determine my choices. And I fully 100% own those choices. It's, you know, what, what authors have called living a, a purpose-driven life. And by owning and committing and taking 100% com- accountability for your actions, you're truly in control of your business. And what's that deep reason that you're doing what you're doing? When you tap into your why and you own your actions, all of a sudden you get really creative with how to solve challenges rather than having reasons or excuses of why you aren't doing something. You know, that, that's really powerful. And, I, and I'd like to maybe have you dive just a little bit deeper in one section of that. And that is you hit on, you know, once you understand your why, how does one go about getting crystal clear on your why? Um, you know, because there, it seems like we're hit with so many different things. I mean, as we grow up, we're raised with a certain set of expectations by our parents, or in some cases, no expectations, which creates a level of expectation, I suppose. Uh, and then we have, you know, the societal pressures, our jobs, our education, and all that sort of stuff that influences us. How do we learn to to put that all aside and sort of answer the question, why am I here and, and what am I trying to accomplish with my life? Because it seems like that's really foundational. Until you really get absolutely crystal clear on your why, you really don't have any motivation. There's no burning desire to drive you to do the things that you need to do. And Am I correct there? I, I think that's really true. Um, the, the path to get to your why can 
can be direct and straight, or it can be kind of windy and meandering. Mine was windy and meandering. Um, I think that's more common. And what, what I encourage people to do is to start with getting really clear on what's important to them. So I mentioned, you know, my priorities and my value list uh, a moment ago. And what I find is that a lot of people want to say that they're values driven, but really they kind of are default driven of whatever comes up in front of them. That's what they deal with. And so starting by being really clear on what really is important to you and then go a little deeper on why is that important to you? And I find that just that simple exercise can be the start of defining your why. So your life experiences can also define your why. Would it be helpful if I shared my personal experience with that? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So a moment ago, we alluded to the fact that um, my body had started shutting down a number of years ago when I got ill. Um, But it, it was to the extent that I almost died. And if it wasn't for the brilliance of a, a young man, um, fairly new in his his own uh, self-employed career, who was a health or, and is a health coach, um, I wouldn't be here to have this conversation today. It, it wasn't from a doctor or some other you know Western medicine. It was actually from a, a solopreneur who listened very carefully, believed me, and said, "You know what, Stephanie? Let's problem solve this and let's figure it out." And we did. And then I was able to work with him and my MDs to actually be here to talk to you today. But that ties into my why. Because I want to work with those brilliant people who people know nothing about. I mean, I found him on accident. It was because I was a friend with his stepmom <laughs> that I accidentally found him. And, you know, accidentally, serendipitously, you know, God's blessings, it all ties together, right? But Part of my why is to work with those world changers so that the world can be a better place, so that the lives can be saved, so that stress can be reduced. You know, my work helps other people bring out their brilliance and the world's better because of it. And when I think of that, I get tingles and chills for me. And when, when you really hit on what your why is, it will be very deep and very, very personal. For, for some people, their why is going to be more financially driven. Um, for other people, it's going to be because of some kind of legacy that they want to leave for their children. There's a lot of different whys. You know, for some people, it's really, you know, very, very simple. I want to go on three vacations a year and I need to be able to make the income to be able to do that. <laughs> you know, there's, there's not a right or wrong to the why, um, but it's about getting inside and being truly honest with what's important to you and what, if it doesn't bring up emotion, you haven't hit it yet. Ah, okay. So really the key is that it has to be emotionally, uh, you know, it has to be, uh, give you that sense of emotion and drive and empowerment. Um, so that as you um, encounter challenges and obstacles in your pathway, and sometimes you run into that situation where you sit back and say, why in the world am I doing this? You'll have an answer, and that answer takes you, takes you back to your why. Is that kind of what mm-hmm. you've experienced? Yes. Okay. 
All right, that's you know that's that's really really powerful, uh, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people, at least a lot of my clients, struggle with. And uh, you know, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, I want to I want to continue that conversation. And I know we've got a ton of stuff to cover, uh, but I'd really like to dig a little bit deeper into that. So, folks, don't touch that radio dial. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of our conversation with Stephanie Callahan. You know, I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business if I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. Businesses are struggling more today than at almost any time in our history. Problems with our national economy, uncertainties in Washington, and the global political situation are keeping many companies from taking action and moving forward. I'm Gary Smith, and I'm in the business of helping companies survive and grow. From cost reduction and productivity improvement to new product introductions and market penetration, I can help you drive your business in the right direction. Call me at 203-599-1467 or email me at gary at for your free, no-obligation consultation. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message Looks from the drive Council. through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley near 80. In the low 60s tonight with a cold front moving through. Maybe an early morning shower, then turning mostly sunny, breezy, and seasonable. Low to mid-70s tomorrow. Monday's outlook mostly sunny, brisk, and cooler, low 70s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with Stephanie Callahan about conquering your inner self. Um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because we were talking about the why and what it is it that drives you to do the things that you need to do. And many of our listeners have probably read the book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, uh, where he talks about that. And I also had the opportunity uh, a couple of weeks ago to uh, to be in an audience where John Maxwell was talking. Uh, and he was talking about his new book that's coming out in the beginning of October called Intentional Living. And really, that's what it comes down to. When you have that why, when you have that drive uh, to go out and do something, that's what becomes the foundation of living your life intentionally. Because until you know what it is that you're after, whether it's something financial or something uh, other than that, something uh, you know, like uh, you know, working with your family or ministry activities or whatever the case may be, until you have that, um, there's really no foundation for you to build on to create the plan and drive you forward and to give you that motivation to overcome the obstacles. So with that, I want to jump right back in and we're going to do, uh, you know, segment two with uh, Stephanie Callahan and then I'll be back with some more comments. So let's go. Okay, we're back with Stephanie Callahan, and we started in this last segment. Uh, she was telling a little bit of her story, and I think we got through step one, which we're still sort of talking about here. Uh, but we were talking about the why, and, and I guess the next question I have related to that, and, and we'll, hopefully this won't keep us from covering everything we need to cover today, but I think it's important, and that is, do you see people who start off with that sort of maybe um, what I would almost call sort of a self-centered 
uh, you know, financially driven why that, you know, I want to have a fancy home and drive fancy cars or I want to take those three vacations every year. As they get in and start getting involved in the process of doing that, do you see uh, a shift at any point where that why uh, tends to go away from sort of the material things and, and moves in, in different directions? Do you see people whose who's why is dynamic and it keeps changing? Have you experienced that or have you seen that in your own life? I know that my personal why has changed and it hasn't been so much from a a that's a self-centered and more altruistic. It's it's been more because I've owned my own brilliance more. Um, I, I went from I mean, if if you get really really deep into my why, my my personal what I say to people is I save lives doing what I do. Now, if you hear business coach saving lives, that's incongruent. So I don't use that in my marketing messages because people wouldn't get it because that's that's my language for me. I know that when I'm working with clients that their relationships improve and frequently their health improves and their business improves because we work on all of an entrepreneur, not just the, the strategic side of things. So, but But I didn't get to that overnight. I got to that by continually acknowledging and growing my own self-worth, self-value, self-esteem, and understanding the gifts that God's given me, and that if I don't acknowledge and use those gifts, then I'm squandering something really important. So that's that's where my whys have shifted. I've seen my clients' whys shift as they continue to grow in their own Um, self-acceptance, self-knowledge, self-esteem. You can have somebody with a really great self-esteem that still has room to grow. And that's a mindset thing, right? Um, Because we, we have to balance between owning the gifts that we've got and how well we can use them and ego. Right. And there's there's <laughs> there's a fine line between the two. You don't want to roll into the ego. Oh, look at me. I'm so awesome. That's not what I'm talking about. It's a true, honest owning of who you are. And what I find is that as clients grow in that, their why gets deeper. Ah, OK. OK, I got it. And that that's a powerful differentiator there. But but what I hear you saying is, as you're working with people, you start with them where they are, and rather than trying to push them in a certain direction, you let them evolve themselves and kind of go through, you guide them in their own self-discovery process. Well, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I am a business coach, so we're, we're, we work on people's businesses, literally, but, but I work with small businesses and I work with the business owners within a business. And we're people, <laughs> you know, we're not machines. And so we have this inner stuff that's going on as well as outer strategy. And frequently the things that are holding my clients up, whether they know it or not, is stuff that's going on on the inside. And so we do a lot of work uh, helping them clean up past hurts, helping them tweak a perspective that they've got so that they can move forward in whatever direction that, that they've defined that they wanted. But one of that first step is taking accountability for that. So when people come to me saying, I can't do this because so-and-so did A, B, and C, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, we need to stop. One of our agreements is that we're going to take full accountability for the decisions that we make and the consequences of those decisions. Because when you do that, 
And, you know, so I did X, Y, and Z in my business and it didn't have the result I wanted. And, and so now I'm going to blame these other things. You're disempowered. When you say I made X decision in my business and it had results I didn't want and you take accountability, you say, okay, what can I tweak to make that better and make that different so that the next time I do it, it has better results. Right. Right. It's accepting that responsibility and not, and I think the key differentiator there is not beating yourself up about it, but looking at it and saying, okay, I made a bad decision or I made a decision and it didn't have the effect that I wanted it to. What can I learn from this so that I can move forward and and that I won't stumble that way again? Right. So, okay. Why don't we, why don't we go on? We've talked thoroughly about point number one. Uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you and let you All march right. down through some of these other, other steps. Seven more to go. All right. So, um, step number two and three, step number two is eliminating all extra stress in life. And step number three is defining my ideal life and day. So I know it sounds virtually impossible, um, to eliminate all extra stress in life. But sometimes shutting down is the best thing you can do for your body. You know, at the height of my illness, I was way overcommitted. And one of the best tips I received early in my change process was that I needed to reevaluate where my time went. I had made time for everyone but me, and it's ironic that I could help my clients figure out their time, but I, I had ignored my own. Uh, so I sat down and I really thought about the activities I had then participated in. Which ones lifted me up, filled me up? Which activities left me drained and uninspired? Um, and it was a difficult exercise to do because uh, I was taught to give and give and give and give and give. But if you never receive, you don't fill back up again. There's no problem with receiving. And so make sure that you have time for you. And I had to eliminate all the ideas about what I could or couldn't do. And today I have a complete system where I help my private clients figure those things out, knowing your value and and adding activities that ensure you stick with the experience you really want your prospects and clients to have. And that rolls into step number three, defining your ideal life and day. One of the biggest challenges I've seen for business owners that have a business that controls them rather than the other way around is that they don't design their lifestyle business first. And this is a mindset thing, too. A lot of people will go into business, and and I was guilty of this originally, too. And they say, if I work really hard, really, really hard, then I'll make it to a certain point. And frequently, they don't identify what that certain point is. It's just somehow going to magically appear. Um, where then they say at that magic point, then I can relax and enjoy life. And the challenge is that the more business you get, the more you can take away that life that you originally wanted when you created your business. So if you create the structure around your business first, what are the things that are really important to me that I don't want to miss out on? And then build your business around that structure. Then you already have the life that you want, and you get even more of it over time as you grow your business. So for example, uh, in my own business, uh, right now, I have a son who's 14, but I started my business when he was still in diapers. And one of the things that I said was extremely important to me, again, talking about being purpose-driven in the actions that you take, was looking at the fact that I was raised by a stay-at-home mom, and there were a tremendous number of benefits from that. And I wanted my son to have a mom that worked and did significant things out of the home. But I wanted him to have some of those benefits that I had with my mom. So how could I do that? And some people say you can't have both. I 
ignored that and said, how can I make that happen? And so I sat and I figured out a lifestyle structure to my business for when I would take clients and when I wouldn't take clients in terms of time of day so that I could still give him those benefits that I wanted him to have. So, for example, I built structure into my business that on most days between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m., when he gets off the bus, even today, I don't take clients. I don't have appointments scheduled at that time. I don't record podcasts at that time. That, that hour block is his block. And he gets off the bus and we talk about his day and he may have a snack and then he'll run upstairs and do his homework. You know, he's 14. He's getting more independent. But that time's his if he wants it. Because I've found that it's the most critical time for him as a person and development. We have really rich conversations. And then he goes and starts doing his thing. I go back into my office and I roll my day forward again. And it works really great for us. If I hadn't set that up to begin with, it would have been something that would have been really easy to put off and say, oh, I have that report to do or let me squeeze a client in right here. You know, it's really easy to make plans over top of what we say is important. So what I'm suggesting is to build out what's really important in your life first and then build your business around that because it's your business. It can function in a way that supports you. And that's going to look different for every type of business that's out there. And what I find is that there's a lot of business owners that don't own that. They, they say they, they have a lot of things about a business that they created for themselves that's more like a job. And so if you define your ideal life and day and, and get rid of those extra stressors, then you don't have that going on. So those are steps two and three. Cool, powerful stuff, and I hope the people who are listening today are taking notes. If you if you aren't, take notes for the rest of the show, and then go back and listen to the rebroadcast of this program, uh, because there's just so much that uh, that you can extract from that. Uh, but in the interest of time, Stephanie, keep keep marching forward. Let's go on to step four. Sure, will do. So step four, in again, remembering that we were talking about building a really holistic brand that you can own all the way through and giving great experiences to the people you want to work with is to define who you want to work with. So define my ideal client using levels of alignment. So after careful examination, I realized that I've been taking on clients that drained me and work that didn't lift me up. And with my energy severely depleted, I couldn't afford to continue that pattern. So I sat down for quite a while and defined who I really wanted to work with. I defined those characteristics on multiple levels, psychographic, demographic, spiritual, and, and energetic, and many, many other levels. And by the time I was done, I could practically see him or her across the room because I had gotten really clear. Now, I want to tell you, there's, there's some people that will tell you to define your ideal client and then go talk to them. And, and people get really clear. They're like, well, I don't know who they are. To literally sit down and make a shopping list. I wanted clients that were energetic. I wanted clients that would do the homework. I wanted clients that would pay their bills without me having to invoice a million times. I just defined it. Because once you start defining it, you can see it really clearly. And it's like the new car effect, right? When when you go to buy a new car, you define the the features in the car that you want. And you go and you purchase that car. And then all of a sudden on the highway, you see that same make and model all over the place. 
it's not that more people are all of a sudden buying that particular make and model of a car. It's that you've gotten so clear on what you wanted that now you're seeing those cars, even though they had been around you all along. The same thing can hold true when you're defining your ideal client. This work went goes really deep because by doing the work, I never question who I'm writing my blogs to, who I follow on Twitter, who what, what radio shows I go on. And really knowing my ideal client allowed me to have an authentic power in my connections. And once I knew who my ideal client was and what their problems were and how I could help them, I was able to put them first in everything I did so I could think about their struggles and their problems and how I could help. So rather than focusing on how to close that next client in my sales, I can focus on how each person I talk to, how I could help them be more successful, whether they became my client or not. So if you don't know what your ideal clients truly want, you ask them. And you do that by being clear on who those people are. Then step five is to unapologetically define me and who I was going to be. So one of the most important lessons I learned in my adult life was that I couldn't make everyone like me. And for years, I found myself listening to advisors and morphing to try to please others. And all that really did was completely drain me. And then I shifted. I decided that it was better to let go. I'd love to be able to tell you the exact moment it happened, but oh, I, I really don't remember. Maybe it's because I was super tired of being surface level with people, or maybe because uh, I was tired of being like everybody else. Maybe it was because I was tired of holding different parts of myself back. Or maybe it was because I admitted there were people I didn't like, so maybe there was going to be people that didn't like me. It really doesn't matter. The point is this. I claimed my freedom, and I truly began living when I stopped trying to please everybody else, and I tapped into my true brilliance. I defined me, who I wanted to be, and started serving those that were in my life with purpose. And I found that there were people that liked my deep dive and not stay on the surface conversations. I, I found that, I, that there were people that loved my sarcastic sense of humor and others that connected to my spiritual side. And it was totally okay that I was practical and a little woo-woo. It was okay that I'm analytical and creative. It was okay that I am a direct truth talker who simply stinks at being political. And it's okay that I adore my sons and I talk about them. It was okay to be fully me. And when I did that, freedom completely opened up in my business and I was able to attract the people I was meant to serve. And so you can ask yourself, you know, what if you did the same thing? What if you boldly built a business around who you were? And I can promise you there are people who need your exact combination of crazy. So that's step four and five. Oh, wow. Some really, really good stuff there. And that step five was a powerful one for me when I finally got to a point of of realizing, as you said, you know, that I have a, I am a unique person and God has gifted me in certain ways to be able to work with and help people. And my job is not to try to be thing all things to all people. My job is to be me. And to, right. re- and to realize that God created me, not that I'm, I'm not the master of things. You know, I, um, you know, I tell people there are a few things in life that I'm very, very good at, and there's a whole bunch of things that I really suck at. Um, you know, but to use that unique giftedness that God has and said, okay, Lord, you created me the way I am for a reason. Please bring me into alignment with people who need what I have to offer the way I have to offer it. Um, you know, and, and I think that's really, really powerful. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, as we look at that, uh, you know, that whole concept of you know the the, the three three things I want us to pick up out of this section with with Stephanie is one is giftedness. You know, finding out what God has uniquely gifted you to do, and then and then using that uh, in a way that uh, that is productive, that's profitable for you, and of course, that's ultimately uh, honoring and glorifying to Him. Being accountable uh, to yourself, uh, and one of the ways to be one of the best ways to be accountable to yourself is to have an accountability partner. Um, you know, I've often told people you can go out and set goals, but if you set a goal and you just keep it to yourself. Uh, what good does that do? Because if it gets to a point where it doesn't look like the goal is going to happen, you know, well, the only person you're disappointing is yourself. But if you go out and set a goal and then tell tell people about it, you know, tell it to the world, uh, then all of a sudden there's just something magical happens there that says, you know, hey, I'm going to have egg all over my face if I don't accomplish that goal. So I better get out there and make it happen. Uh, and and letting your um, you know letting your why evolve. Uh, keeping that dynamic, you know, you may start out and you may want to do something for a particular reason. You may have something that's driving you to do it. Uh, but as you, uh, you know, as an example, maybe your your reasons are financial. Uh, but once you get out there and you start making the money and the financial situation starts to change, that why may not be as strong. And so you have to constantly look and say, okay, what's next? What's next? A dear friend of mine once told me, he said, you know, he said, eventually a lot of people get to a point in life where for all intents and purposes, money's not a problem. You know, maybe you don't have the ability to go out and buy the entire world, but you've got enough money that your bills are going to be paid and things like that. And he said, I got a question for you. When you reach that point, what is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? And he said, eventually you have to reach a point in your life where you have a purpose in life that's bigger than money. And everyone needs to discover what that what that purpose is for them. And that kind of ties into your unique giftedness. So with that, we're going to jump back in uh, and do our final segment with Stephanie. And then I'll be back with some uh, other comments. Okay, we're back with Stephanie Callahan, our final segment of the show today, and I've uh, been just talking about some amazing, amazing stuff. And you know, one of the things that I really like about you, Stephanie, is your ability to, you know, to dive into this stuff and yet to do it in such a way that creates such amazing clarity where everybody's kind of, I'm sure everybody who's taking notes on this program is sitting there saying, well, duh, that makes sense. And, <laughs> and, and yet we never thought about it before. Uh, and I think that's one of the strengths that you have is communicating things in a way where people get the message, uh, you know, and it really resonates with them. So with that, uh, we've gone through five of the eight points. Let's hit point number six. All right. Six, remove money blocks and visibility blocks. So I dove really deep into my innermost fears and issues of self-worth with this one and, and cleared away what was standing in my way. Now, you and I have talked at length about this one another time on your show. So, you know, for, for those of you who can listen to the archives on, on visibility blocks and, and we talked a little bit about money blocks in there. But essentially, every one of us has blocks that keep us from moving our business forward. I see them in newbies in business as well as my multi-million dollar colleagues. The trick is to be able to recognize them and then heal old wounds and develop ways to work past those blocks. Then step seven is master what I call integrated selling, as well as charging for results, not time. So you see, selling is both logical and emotional. And when you master both, you'll close a lot of sales. And when you're really clear on the value that you create and can have a conversation that is from the heart, you'll actually enjoy those sales conversations. So uh, would you like me to share an example of that? 
Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So one of the things that I share on social media often is, do you understand or do you overstand? Your perspective on the situation can make all of the difference. And this one concept can make or break your conversations with prospects. When I was first learning about sales and growing my business, I got this all wrong. Um, and lately I've been seeing my clients struggle with this as well. So when you're talking with your prospects, it's not all about what you know or who you are. I work with these really amazing coaches and, and healthcare experts and consultants and authors and speakers and podcast hosts. And they, they constantly want to turn their sales conversations into what they can do for their prospect or share their resume. They make it about them, not the person on the other end of the phone. They overstand. They stand over their person. You know, you think about this, this big, tall person that's kind of pointing their finger down at somebody that's down low. You know, often when they, they're talking to their prospective client, they have three things on their mind. Getting the sale, boy, I could really use the money. Or let me prove I'm worth it. Let me show you everything I know all on this one call. Or I've spent loads of money on training and certification and they need to know about that. Well, in all instances, my clients were missing the mark. Oftentimes, they share information that their prospects didn't really care about. And instead of laser targeting in on what was really important to their prospects, and I have to admit, I, I used to do the same thing. But the thing to remember is it's all about them. When you're doing integrated selling, when you're selling from your heart, the person on the other end of the phone line is the one that's important in the conversation. So when someone calls you to discuss services, they've already begun to identify what's important to them. Until you listen, you don't know what that is. So seek first to understand. Really get into their situation, their pain, their problems. Know where they're coming from. Listen. Our, our listening habits, um, as, as a general rule in the States, isn't as good as, as it could be. Frequently, we're thinking about the next thing we're going to say rather than truly listening to gain understanding and gain, gain clarity. People want to be heard, and most they want to hire someone that understands where they're coming from and they believe can get them to where they want to go. So by talking less and listening more, you gain really important information, and so does your prospect. Your prospect gains information that you care, for starters. So consider starting before the call. You know, you could do intake forms and find out how serious they are or how detailed they are. Um, but when you're on the phone, listen. And I, I realize that sounds really rudimentary. Um, however, many people just don't do it right. So, of course, there are, are a number of different things that you can do to authentically sell in an integrated way that we just that doesn't feel slimy that we just don't have time to talk to talk to on this this show. Um, but that's at least the first step for you that you can start practicing. And then step eight: systematize everything. No matter if you're a one-person show or if you have a business that has many employees. Unless you have a business system in place, you're going to find your business growing out of control. So look at all the different things that you have, step back, and simplify. There are systems every business owner uh, should have that will enhance the foundation. So financial management, marketing, uh, people or human resources, technology, invoicing and billing, that, that revenue connection, customer service or client service, follow-up systems, and personal productivity systems. You know, the more that you put systems in place, the more you build freedom within your business. 
So I choose tools that match my energy level. And there are thousands of ways that you can build your, your brand and your business. And most business owners are trying to do too many at once. So today I help my private clients do all of that. And they can serve with that impact and exponentially up-level their profits because they've applied those things. Wow. That is, that is so much good information. And, uh, you know, uh, I agree with you in the selling process because that's one of the traps that I had gotten into uh, is that uh, I felt that I had to be able to demonstrate my value to people. And I found in the final analysis is that uh, when I sit with a client, whether it's on the phone uh, or whether it's in person, you know, and, and let's say it's a potential client, somebody who maybe has been introduced to me by somebody else or somebody found my website and connected with me and we start the initial conversation, I agree completely with you. If you take the time and just say, listen, talk to me about what's going on in your business. You know, what are the things that you're concerned about? What are the things that you're fearful about? What are the things that are going well? Uh, and and really, really listen. And if you take the time to either pair it back to them to say, well, just so that I make sure I understand, is this mm-hmm. what you're saying? Uh, or to be able to, um, you know, to just sort of uh, go through that clarification process uh, that is what establishes my credibility because people will look and say, my goodness, this guy really does understand. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I don't have to then say, well, here's what I can do for you, you know, or here's the skills that I bring to the table. It becomes more of a during the course of the conversation, I'm discovering what that client's problems are. And I know I can help him or her, but they're also saying he cares. He understands. I know this guy can help me. Right, right. And it's not manipulative. That's why sales can become fun. You know, once once you get your mindset in alignment to, to helping the person on the other line or, or across the table, you know, if you do face-to-face sales conversations, whatever it is, you know, I, I look at sales a little differently. Um, I don't look at sales to say that every single conversation I have is going to be a client because they may not be. They may not be in alignment with me and who I've said my ideal client is, Right. What I look at in my sales conversations is that everybody that has a conversation with me, my goal is that they are in a better place when we get off the phone. Exactly. So whether they become a client or not, I've used the gifts that I've been given to help somebody within that time. And the the other quick mindset trick around sales conversations that could help you because a lot of people are scared of that no. With that, um, if you tweak your mindset a little bit to say every single sales conversation is market research. So even if they don't become a client, I'm also better off because now I know more. Right. Right. And I think the other thing is, is and we all, as you know, uh, from your experiences, we all get no's. You know, we all get, you know, and sometimes it's a matter of, if, you know, like you said, it's not a good fit. Uh, sometimes it's a matter of the timing isn't right. But I also think, you know, the, the mindset that I've developed is if you if I meet with you and we're talking and you say, no, you choose not, you know, not to move forward. You're not saying no to me. I don't need to take that personally. And, right. and as long as I look at it from the standpoint, I mean, I know if you and I had met in that kind of an environment, I would have looked at it from the standpoint of, you know what? I had a great time. I made a good friend. 
You know, we have an opportunity to build a relationship going forward. Wherever it goes is wherever it goes, you know, and therefore it was, you know, it was not a loss at all. It was a tremendous investment that paid off for me. Right. Exactly. So um, I apologize because we are at the end of our time together, Steph. But, you know, because I, as I said at the beginning of the show, you and I could go on for hours and hours on this stuff. But uh, one of the things that you did mention in our correspondence is that, uh, you had an offer uh, that you wanted to, you know, to make to the uh, to the audience, and I would highly recommend that you do that because I I went and took advantage of it last night. Uh, I went and downloaded the uh, uh, your workbook and actually went through the whole thing last night before I went to bed. And uh, to say that it's eye opening is uh, is an understatement. So if you would uh, be willing to do that, and then just tell people how they can connect with you, uh, I think that would be a great way to end the show. All right, that that sounds fantastic. Well, one of the steps that I mentioned within our call is unapologetically define me and who I was going to be. And there's a difference between doing and being. And once you shift your mindset to who I am going to be in my day, it's amazing how many things can open up for you. And so one of the things that I'm making available for those of you listening to the call uh, is a transformation quick start that I normally use only with my private clients. And if you go to stephaniecallahan.com, forward slash B, just B-E, <laughs> and you can see the sign up for it. There's there's no fee for it. You just sign up and you'll get the, the Transformation Quick Start sent to you in your email. Um, I'm also working on an audio program that will tie to that. If you sign up today when the audio program is done, that'll come your way as well. I've had a number of clients that tell me just that one shift has made significant differences for them. So, you know, one client I had that uh, shifted who she was going to be in her sales conversations went from not being able to sell to closing a $5,000 sale the very next day. So it, it sounds like something that's really simplistic. It can be, but it also helps you be intentional. And so the workbook is structured so that you can be intentional around the choices that you're making and how you respond to everyday situations. Excellent, excellent. And how can people uh, how can people connect with you directly, Steph? You know, if you go to stephaniecallahan.com, and Callahan is spelled with one L, up in the upper right-hand corner of our website, uh, you'll see all my different social media links. Um, or at least all of them that I can fit there. Uh, you can either connect through the, the contact me form. You can connect via social media. I am a connector. Uh, you know, Gary and I met through social media. So if I'm not one, I'm not one of those people that only publishes. If if you reach out to me, I'm going to be happy to have a conversation with you. Pick one or many, and I love to build relationships that way too. Super. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Uh, you know, my prayer is that God will just continue to bless you and enrich your life as you en- enrich the lives of others. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you and continuing to work together. Oh, you as well. And thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. And it's uh, it was really good to spend some time with you. All right, so that's a wrap on our show with Stephanie Callahan, and you know, just so much richness in there. If you folks have not been taking notes, please go back and uh, and listen to the uh, to the podcast of it. A uh, lot, a lot of good stuff in there. I mean, you, this is one of those programs where you could probably listen to it a half a dozen different times and and get something different out of it every time you go through it. 
but it really comes down to, you know, uh, as Stephanie was saying, you know, accept responsibility for who you are and what you're doing. Uh, that That's where it begins. Be accountable to yourself and then learn to be intentional about the choices that you make in life. Don't accept excuses for yourself. And I know, I mean, it's human nature, uh, you know, because we get caught in situations uh, and we react badly. Uh, and then it's always somebody else's problem. It's like, you know, well, if my wife hadn't approached me that way, then I wouldn't have said the thing that I said that I probably shouldn't have said, (laughs) you know, those sorts of things, rather than saying, you know what, I screwed up, and I need to be intentional about the choices that we make. Uh, One of my favorite, uh, favorite phrases, I think, that ties into this is that some people focus on what they are going through. Champions focus on what they are going to and so when we reframe things and we and we have that uh, that shift in context, uh, it really becomes critical. Just really, really quickly as a closing story here, uh, to give you an idea of the context, the guy was walking down the street one day and he saw a group of people with hammers and chisels working on big blocks of granite. And he walked up to one guy and said, sir, what are you doing? And the guy said, well, what does it look like I'm doing? I'm chiseling rock. And he said, okay. And so he looked around and he saw this one guy who was just kind of stood out from everybody else. And he was very diligent about what he was doing. And he walked over to the guy and said, sir, what is it that you're doing? He said, oh, what am I doing? I'm building a cathedral. And that context shift, two exact same tasks, but with a completely different motivation behind them, uh, allows us to reframe things in our lives. And so having that understanding of context becomes really, really important. With that, we're going to wrap up the Gary Smith Show here. Thanks so much for being a part of uh, the listening audience for the past year and a half as I uh, was talking with Al. It has been a tremendous blessing to, uh, to be here and to have an opportunity to share with you. I hope you've gotten something out of it. If there's anything I can do, uh, never hesitate to, uh, to get a hold of me. You can reach me at gary at optex.com uh, or reach me by phone at 203-599-1467. Would love to uh, be able to help you and work with you and continue continue to support you. Thanks again to the wonderful people here at WSDK for all that they've done to make this a fantastic show. Uh, And always, always remember, uh, stay focused on God and live your life on purpose. God bless. Hopefully we'll see you again someday. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.